Yo, what is up, guys, and welcome back to the Coast to Coast MMA podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Velasquez. I'm your other host, Frankie Mazeski. It's good, uh, man. <laughs> thank you guys so much for the support on episode zero. It's more than either of us, I think, could have imagined for fucking just starting off. So, again, thank you guys so much. And let's yeah, start off with last weekend's fight, Till versus Whitaker. Yeah, man. So, let's see, you want to start with. Do you want to start with the Trinaldo fight, or do you want to go straight to the first I fight? Think should, I think we should go fight for fight, like bottom all the way up. Bottom all the way up. All right, so we'll start with that one. So we have Francisco uh, Francisco Trinaldo versus Jai Herbert. It's a catchweight because, you know, Trinaldo missed weight, which is rare because he never misses weight. He's truly a professional. Exactly. Um, but for the most part, Jai Herbert was really – he was giving it to him. He was, uh, he was finding everything, finding everything well. Um, and then Trinaldo hit him with this nice – Hook, left hook straight to the head, man. And he just collapsed. And we saw Trinaldo's reaction to it. He paused for like three seconds. Exactly. We saw, we, I had my reaction, and my reaction was like exactly the way Dan Hardy was. And, I mean, he was out. He was clearly out. I mean, yes, according to, yes, according to Herb, he was still defending himself. But how many times have we seen people get knocked out and they still have their arms off just for – just by reaction, by the way, they knocked out. So to me, it was honestly a little bit ridiculous. And it was super late by Herb Dean. And I completely, completely, completely agree with 100% with what Dan Hardy did. And going after him, after Dean, after that fight card, I mean, for me, it's what every commentator, at least person in the UFC should, fighter union should do. I mean, like, they're there to protect the fighters. Like, yes, they want to die in the cage, but come on, you're there for their safety. And you, you see they're already out. I mean, it's your job to step in. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, but look, like there was a fight before that with Herb, with Bozer. Uh, it was kind of a late stoppage. It wasn't crazy, crazy bad, but you knew it was over. And Dan and Paul both got a little little scream. They were screaming a little bit to stop the fight. But nah, man, when, when that left hook landed, it was basically like Sean O'Malley, Eddie Wyland-esque the way Herbert fell. He fell straight back. His hands were in the air, I guess, but... If you look at it from a different angle, his face, his hands weren't covered in his face. His hands were just up because he didn't know where the hell he was. And then he gets punched, and of course his hands are going to go over his face because he got punched. Chernobyl yeah. knew he was out. Yes, it was a late stoppage. Yes, I love what Dan did, for sure. Um, if there was no, if there was a crowd and just thousands of fans, you're not going to hear Dan. Exactly. I know Herb's not going to hear Dan, so that plays a huge factor into it. But um, I, think, I think what Dan did was right. Do I think the little debacle or whatever happened after the fight, it, it should have took place maybe in private. But, I mean, everybody needs to be held accountable. And in that case, Herb needed to be. And it happens. You move on. Herb's a good ref. We're not going to sit here and say that Herb's a shit ref because he's not. He's a good referee. Um, but it happens. He had two mistakes. They talked. But I think the whole video that Herb put out. Yeah, not I, think he would, that, I think if Herb would have not said anything, I think he easily would have went under the rug. But he yeah. made the video calling out Dan Hardy about only only the doctors in the corner should be able to say stop the fight when I'm kind of just like there's been many occasions where the commentators and other people have said stop the fight but obviously you're not going to be able to hear it because like the crowd's roaring but uh, so I, that kind of got me a little bit more pissed off than it probably should have but knowing yeah. that I heard said that it's like come on yeah I, I definitely agree I like I said I think Herb if he made the video, he should at least said Dan, not beat around the bush and not say his name because we all know he was talking about Dan. 
Um, and for him to say it was a good stoppage, we all we all have we can all agree to disagree that it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I obviously don't think it was a good stoppage at all. But I don't know, man. I, I just think that them arguing, him posting that video, and then Dan doing that whole YouTube thing of breaking down bad fights. Yeah. I don't think that should have happened. But like I said, like if they just talked in private after the event, got it. I feel like it would have been swept under the rug. But who knows what's gonna happen now, man? <laughs> We'll see, too. I mean, we'll have to wait because, I mean, I love John Gooden and Dan Hardy. I think they're the best duo in the UFC prior to when we had Joe Rogan and Mike Goldie. I mean, besides that, too, I think John Gooden and Dan Hardy, I would, I would love to see them every week and commentate. But Yeah, I like me some John Gooden. We only do the Euro card, so. Yeah, for sure. But, like, another thing that you were saying, too, is, like, the, the commentators. There, there's always some commentators asking to stop the fight when they're on the mic. Bro, and recently, the Glover Teixeira-Anthony Smith fight. He oh. was spitting out his veneers. And, like, you can hear DC saying, stop the fight, stop the fight. Like, I don't – like, I, I can almost guarantee to you that Herb is not going to hear no doctor saying stop the fight in the middle of a fight. If he's not even here in the corner – but all of a sudden he hears Dan Hardy and all them saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not hearing anybody if there's a crowd. So, like, I don't know. I think he was just kind of embarrassed, and he just made that video. But like I said, he's a good ref. Yeah, next of, next yeah, event to next event. Be bad. The only thing about Herb is that when he does have his off night, there's usually pretty bad. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, there, I saw a video that um Hawani posted, and it was five years ago. It was Joe Lozon versus Takanori Gomi. Bro. Lozon was finished Gomi and he knew it. He just got up and just walked away and Herb didn't fall for a second. And then he stumbled Gomi and then boom, he called it. It's just like the fighters know more than the refs, I guess, in that situation because they're the ones punching them. But like, man, I don't know. I just, I don't, I was honestly, I wasn't expecting this big, this big of a like debacle from it. But who knows, man? I hope the guy they, uh, that Herb gets it right. I hope them, him and uh, Dan re- reconcile. They eventually make up. It, it's, it was in the moment of heat kind of thing. but For sure, for sure. It's happened in the past. Everybody moves on eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so we get to the main card. We got the guy, the man, the myth, Chimaev <laughs> Chim- Chim- versus the, uh, this prospect. Rise McKee, he was, I think he was the number one prospect coming out of uh, yeah, the UK. He was, he was so, like, Okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to upbeat Chimaev too much, but after the after what he did to McGee, I was just like, "Wow!" Two fights and not getting touched. Two fights. I mean, ridiculous. Dude, one ninety one to two or something like that in strikes in two fights, bro. That's dumb. And it's just like, ah, dude, he. He literally just sat there, boom, picked him up, and it was over, right? As soon as he shot for the takedown, it was done, bro. Insanity. He's, he's, he's Khabib with attitude, basically. Dude, he's Khabib with attitude, and he knows English already, man. Like, that's marketable, man. Oh, 100%. His post-fight interview had me dying. He wanted to – he's like – they were like uh, – Dan Hardy asking, when do you want to fight? Oh, I can fight in an hour. I'm good. Shit. <laughs> I know you could. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, like, he's two fights in. He's fought two prospects. And, like, who does he fight next? That's the well, question. We talked about Dana possibly giving a top 10 guy. But I don't know if I would want to throw him that deep in the water just yet. I think with this guy, you could kind of maybe want to do like Khabib. Like, obviously, he hasn't – even till this day, Khabib really hasn't fought killers yet. Mm-hmm. But slowly working him up just to make him that much better. And we can clearly see how much he dominates in two divisions. So, he can easily walk his way up to either either division. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think they should feed him anybody in the top 10, maybe the top 20. Um, a Gunnar Nelson sounds good. Um, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say Cowboy, cause, but Cowboy's game for anything. But I think a Gunnar Nelson, a Neil Magny type of fighter would be good for him next. But the thing is, is this kid wants to fight. He wants to be on 253 right away. So who are they going to pick? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see because Dana already said he's looking at a top 10 guy for him. So there's kind of no stopping him from being. Dude, imagine if they give him like Damian Maya, bro. Like, that would, I feel so bad for Damian. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yeah, Damien Jiu-Jitsu is out of this world, but who comes at him the way Chimeyev comes at guys? Just like a just like a bull seen straight red. It's like, gimme, 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 you're going to die. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I think he could be the next big thing. DSPN and the UFC are putting commercials and talking about him like he could be oh, the next big yeah. thing. So, um, who knows, man? But, like, like, people are like, oh, don't feed him trash cans on Twitter and all this and that. I'm just like, man, hey. Not everybody gets fed to the freaking wolves right away, man. You got to yeah. build people up. <laughs> 100%. Even then, out of his camp, they're saying that this is the most talented guy they've ever seen. And that's coming from the same camp that sees Alexander Gustafson, who easily mm-hmm. could have been the 205 GOAT mm-hmm. later in a different era. I mean, for them to say, like, how good this guy is, and, like, we've only seen two fights of him just grounding and smashing guys. And they're saying his striking is really decent. So yeah, yeah, so we don't even know what this guy's capable of yet. No, yeah, man, he, he knocked people out of the brain, bro. I didn't realize that he, this was only his eighth professional fight. And for him to be this good is mind-blowing. Dude, it's not even that. It's the confidence at 8-0, bro. Like, what? He's saying he talks like he's a top five guy already. And, like, he doesn't care. So, like, I'm definitely, definitely excited. I'm definitely on the train. Oh, 100%. <laughs> smash train hell yeah man but yeah so the next fight was Alex Oliveira versus Peter Sobata um Cowboy took it three rounds to nil that was basically what happened he was looked great man picked his shots well I really couldn't do much and when I was watching this fight I was amazed because I don't remember the last time I saw Alex Oliveira be this dominant in a fight yeah man usually he's like that wild man that wants to go out and put on a show. But this time he was really technical. He played it really well. I was really impressed with him. Yeah, he went in there with the full strategy on this one. Mm-hmm, 100%, man. Yeah, he looked good. Um, hopefully he can get something going because, you know, he's always a good name to put into a card, man. He's always going to show up. He's definitely a people's guy. I mean, we'll have to see. He is later, later on in his career, so we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. He's always going to put up an interesting fight, so we'll definitely see. But, man, how about Bear Jew? Paul Craig, man. <laughs> this man loves the triangle. Oh, this man loves the ground game in general. Oh. Dude, this dude is amazing. <laughs> Bo, but the thing was, is Antigaev, he literally punched, got out, and went back into the triangle himself, bro. Oh, I know. I saw that, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he literally got out of the triangle himself and put himself back into it. And you can't do that against Berju, man. You can't do it. He's as slick as hell on the ground, and he will come for that neck. <laughs> 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 but no, nah, man, uh, I, think, I think he called out Shogun again. So we'll see if he gets Shogun. But, yeah. hey, I would like that fight again, run it back, but we'll see. If I was Paul Craig, I, I mean, he is good for the 205 division, but I honestly I think he would be a little bit better if he was just a true heavyweight. Hmm. 
don't know if he can get past all the killers into a fire. Even though there isn't really much killers, but we'll have to w- we'll have to wait and see until he gets like a real top top guy in the two hundred five division to see how he stacks up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, like two. There's athletes in two hundred five, but two hundred five is definitely the worst division in the UFC. And that's I mean that's not like a knock on them. It's just there's not talent. I mean, John Jones runs that division. It's it's simple. I mean obviously the last two fights are skeptical. Whatever. He's uh-huh. still John Jones and he still won. You know what I'm saying? Like as many as much as I think that Dom might have won. It doesn't matter. He still won at the end of the day, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get to Carlo Esparza and Mariano. Talking about in our prediction, I mean, it was like it's either you're going to get a nice little striking bout back and forth, or we're going to do see exactly what Carlo did, which is go in there, use her wrestling, and just dominate. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Um, a lot, a lot of people had uh, Marino winning. Um, I didn't. I thought. Carla did enough to get all three rounds, or not all three rounds, just the last two. The last two, she definitely won. I had her winning, like, before the fight, or, like, when they went to the... When no, they, like, when they went to the decision, like, before oh, the... No, I, I didn't have that at all. You clearly saw Carla. Yeah, Marina landed more shots, but Carla clearly dominated more. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree. It's just other... People thought that because Marina, I think, landed on the ground... Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But man, I don't know. Carla was dictating the pace of the fight where it went and what it did. Um, if Marina wants to be good, because her striking is great, she's yeah, got to work on that takedown defense. If she can work on that takedown defense, she's gonna be a problem for the strawweights, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I, like I said, I think Carla, Carla's four in a row, man. Um, I don't think she's gonna jump. Rose to get the shot as much no, as like I, David I, don't see, I don't see that happening at all. But maybe well, if she wants to run it back with JJ, if JJ wants to, you know, JJ is kind of being a, a bratty bitch about it, saying she only wants a title shot. Which, I mean, she's one in four in her last title shots. I mean, so yeah, I really can't see Dana wanting to give it to her. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't get that either. Um, I think Carla Esparza versus Joanna Janjic is the fight to make. Yeah, because if Carla can get past her, she's more than well deserving for the next title shot. Um, but even though even Carla said that she wants to fight with Claudia Gadelia, um, that's a good fight too. I mean, they were supposed to fight, but obviously things happen. So things, things happen, and it's a business, man. So who knows? But yeah, I definitely, I didn't think I would. I personally would didn't think I would see Carla as far as a back in title contention again. But I mean, just learn to never say never in the UFC. Yeah, bro, you can't, you can't, yeah, bro, you can't doubt anybody in this damn, this damn. Uh, but I really would like to see Carla Esparza against Claudia because I mean, Claudia with being a black belt in jiu-jitsu, I mean, would cause problems for her. Carla does want to take her down, so for sure, man. So I, there's some options for Carla. I'm excited for her. I really am. I like the Cookie Monster a lot. Um, so we'll definitely see. But yeah, I like Carla. But like I said, I think Marina, she can get that takedown defense. She's gonna be a problem for sure. Um, but then we get to the, the fight where I was surprised, but not really at the same time. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. Um, but we got Fabrizio Verdum, the former heavyweight champion, going up against Alexander Gustafsson, his heavyweight debut. Yep. And you can't really say anything, I think you can really say anything wrong about Gustafsson in this fight. This was just uh-huh. a match put on by Fabrizio. I mean, once he gets his hands on you, it's kind of game over. Yeah, man. Um, Being an ADCC world jiu-jitsu champion is like possibly even the best jiu-jitsu practitioner to ever be in mixed martial arts kind of like once he hits he's definitely the best. Like, fuck. he is definitely the best heavyweight jiu-jitsu practitioner of all time i don't see anybody else who's better than him um 
But no, man, if, if Verdum's going to take you down, you better get to your feet fast or it's going to be a long night or it's going to be a quick night for you. Um, and that's what happened. He, he took him down. He fought to get that takedown, took his back, and just switched that shit to him. As soon as Gus scrambled up, I thought, I thought he was gone. But I, yeah. like within a split second, fucking Verdum got him by his legs and just pulled him straight back down and worked his way to that arm bar. So. Oh, yeah, bro. And it's hilarious because me and you were talking last episode about how oh, Verdum looks out of shape. This he did, we'll see he what happens. Normal Verdum, so yeah, it, it doesn't. It, honestly, what that just showed me is that it doesn't matter if you're in shape or not at heavyweight. If you can, if you're a jujitsu nightmare and you can take somebody down, it doesn't matter. You're gonna get the job, the job done. But the the thing after that is well, before the fight, you saw Fabricio talking about how this probably might be his last UFC fight. He said that he loves the company, all this, nothing but good things. And then he got emotional after the win, post-fight, all that. Um, but he didn't. then he said that he doesn't close the door in the UFC. So I think... I think that was just him trying to see if they would offer him more money. But I don't yeah. think that he's going to pay him what he thinks he's worth, I mean. I just think the whole USADA thing pissed him off, really. Um, he wanted... I, th- I think he wished that went another way. Um, yeah. But... I mean, he won the title. He's been in the UFC a while. Why not? He's what? He's in his 40s, right? He's what? 40-something. 40 something. Yeah. I think he is 40, exactly. Yeah, he's 42. 42? Damn. He just, tur- he just turned 42? Yeah, he just turned 42, July 30. He turns it uh, tomorrow. He turns 43 tomorrow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Yeah, this time now it's just to go make money, man. Have fun. Um, he talked about fighting Fedor again. That would be a cool rematch to see. Um, but yeah, I don't think the UFC they offer him the most money. And yeah, man. I think if he does that, I think he'll end up in one championship. Dude, that would be a cool thing too. I would like him to see him in one Risen or Bellator. Just for I would like to see him in Bellator just for the Fedor fight. Um, I would kind of hope that he just signs like multiple short-term contracts or at least like one-offs. Yeah, yeah, sure, 1,000%, man. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I was the biggest fan of Verdum, um, but the talent is there. He's, he's, a he's big, not the most entertaining guy, but you just, you just know that he's going to get a finish if shit goes his way. So. For sure, yeah, man. He's, he's a heavyweight champion. He's a former heavyweight champion. He brings he's Arguably gonna... one of the goats of the heavyweight division, though. Exactly, man, for sure. But, um, yeah, then we get to the – And then, I mean, I don't think, I don't think this is a drop-off for Gus. I mean – like this oh. is nothing, not nothing really. He could have done in that situation. So I think Gus is just gonna go back. He, I'm pretty. He's pretty fresh. Just take like maybe a couple of weeks off. He could easily be in there back by September if he really wanted to for the two. Oh, yeah. two for sure. He could easily be back there and get a less. I think he, I'd like to see him against Anthony Smith if that would run it back at heavyweight. Mm, that would be cool. Anthony Smith wanted to, but if anything, I maybe Walt Harris if he's cool with that. Maybe even an Alistair Overeem. I mean. Yeah, oh yeah. I would, that would sure. be a better setup for Gus. I mean, oh, that would strictly be a standing match. Oh yeah, I, I like those matchups. May, I'm thinking maybe the loser of the main event of uh, Derek Lewis and Olenek. Uh-huh. Um, but no, those are some good matchups too. I, I didn't even think of those. But yeah, I, I don't think Gus should ever go back down to 205. No, Stuff going there. Stay at heavyweight. Uh, well, I mean, if John decides to move up to heavyweight, then maybe he would want to go back down and try to get that strap at 205. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, 
And now we, let's move on to this co-main event between these old guys. And for this co-main event, I just want to say, I know we were talking so much shit about these dinosaurs, but oh my God, this, is, this was the most exciting and fun fight in the whole, the whole, whole night. I mean, these guys were just like standing and banging left and right, kicks, straight, straights. I mean, I was just like, wow. I was like, how is, how is Little Nog 44 and Mauricio 38 and they're still able to stand and bang like this? Bro, I agree, man. I, I personally didn't think it would be the fight of the night, but it definitely was the fight of the night. Um, oh, argument. Super, super thin fight. Um, I personally thought no, Little Nog honestly won. But, I mean, I'm not going to be sitting here saying it's a robbery because it wasn't. It was a super close fight. Exactly. Um, uh, I'm not mad that Shogun got the job done. But, man, like, if you see – What a fight for Little Nog to go out to. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you were a new guy on the street, just flip the channel and saw these two guys watching them from round one to round three, and you didn't know Little Nog was 44, you wouldn't think he was 44. But, man, like, that man really fought well. And I applaud him. And I'm glad he's retiring, but man, Shogun Hua, man. <laughs> this man, Shogun Hua, does not want to go away, bro. He Honestly. does not want to go away. He's what? Let me see. I'm about to pull up his record because I think he's on a win. He's lost one since like 2014, I think. Yeah, bro. So his and last loss. That he's on, I mean, it's completely <laughs> insane. For, so how long he's been, for how long he's been doing the game for, I mean, it's complete insanity. Oh, for sure, bro. His last loss was against Anthony Smith at the their fight night on, in Germany. But since then, he beat Tyson Pedro by TKO. He, he had that draw with Paul Craig, which should be the next fight for him. Both of them, I think. Yeah, exactly. um, and then he beat uh, Little Nog. But man, no. Like, and he's, let's see, he won three in a row before that loss to Anthony Smith. And then like, he, I mean, he obviously alternated losses before that. But, man, this man is 38, and he's still putting on a show. And it's just like, once you think this guy is done, he's not. He's <laughs> coming back. Yeah, man, it's great. But, um, yeah, man, I think that Shogun Paul Craig fight should be next. Fall for a draw. Just get it, run it back. But who knows, man. Shogun probably just going to be in it for the money and fights that make sense for his legacy, exactly. which I wouldn't fault him for. Because he only has two more fights, so. If he, if he wants to try to fight for a title, he could do that. But, I mean, if I was him and it was all for legacy, I would kind of just try to run that Paul Craig and maybe just go for, like, a bum-ish kind of guy just to go out on top. But, I mean, we'll Oh, yeah. I agree 100%, man. Um, like I said, it was a great fight, fight of the night. But, um, yeah, man, how about this uh, main event, huh? Uh, oh, for me, it was great. It was your great back and forth. It was all strategy in this one coming in. I mean – Round one and two was definitely uh, was definitely more stand and bang, let's go. And then as the fight progressed, you saw him slowing down a little bit, trying to methodically figure each other out, which, I mean, I enjoyed. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the majority of, like, the fan base thought it was going to be this crazy slugfest. Oh, yeah. um, but, I mean, if you watch Darren Till versus Gaslam, that wasn't a slugfest. He was calculated. He picked his shots. He did what he needed to do. Um, round one was crazy with that elbow that Till landed on Whitaker. Dropped. I thought it was a, I thought it was like a clash of headbutts, and then as soon as we reviewed it, I was like, "Oh my god, what a be- what a perfectly timed elbow!" Yeah, dude, it was a nice it was elbow. Insane. <laughs> and and then uh, Rob dropped uh, Till in round two, so yeah. it was one piece. But then Rob just did his thing, man. He yeah, and then the uh, and then Rob destroyed Till's knee in round two, so he was basically. For three rounds, he was basically walking on one leg. Still, yeah, yeah. So, he was that type of performance. So. Yeah, exactly. So if he, who knows if he didn't hurt his knee, if that would have been a more entertaining, like more like back and forth, crazy fight, like exactly. striking moments. Yeah, because 
round three and after you definitely saw Till not throwing as much, not moving as quickly as we saw in round one and early in round two. So yeah, that's for sure. Hard to play in it, so. Uh huh. Yeah, I seen. I heard a lot of people say that they had it two two going into the fifth. I thought I four one. I gave I gave till uh, round one and five and two three and four. I gave to Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Um, I don't know. It was a good fight. Um, I don't think it was the wrong decision. I don't think it was like the craziest fight. Like like Damon said, oh, I thought it was gonna be more action packed. I didn't think it was gonna be like that. I thought it went exactly the way it was gonna go. Exactly. Um, but what, the thing is, is what's next? I mean. Rob's finally got the well, win. I think, I think the only thing that makes sense for Rob next is the title shot. You think so? I mean, he just beat number – what's till number six? Number three? He was six, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's really nothing after that for him. I yeah. think. Um, I mean, maybe – I mean, because then if you're going by stats, then you would have, he would have to fight Yoel Romero again, and there he ran that twice, and he won twice. And I don't think they're going to have one – I don't think they're gonna run that back for a third fight. No, I think I think enough for him is a title shot. Unless yeah. they want to make him wait at least another year and face the loser of Izzy versus Paulo Costa, but I just think they're gonna give him the straight winner of that fight. Um, I think I think what's gonna happen is till our Izzy and Costa are gonna fight. Let's see what's gonna happen with that. If Izzy wins, sign and confirm. So. Yeah. If if Izzy wins, um, I think they're gonna give the shot to Cannoneer. I really do. Cannoneer, but if they if say um Izzy loses, Rob's right there. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to fight for he already he doesn't beat beat Costa. But I think what happened will because you got Hermanson, you got Rob, and you got Cannoneer. Those are the three guys that are like in limbo right now because waiting for the title shot. So well, two I of those guys are gonna fight for Whitaker and Cannonier to be the top two guys next. I don't think Hermanson really – yes, he beat Calvin Gaston, was wasn't there for a title, but I don't think that's the next step. If that was – I think the next step would be for Till against Hermanson for next or Cannonier, but clearly Till's going to be out for a while. have to get surgery on that right knee. So mm-hmm. I think the best next move, if they're not going to give or if they are going to give Whitaker the next title shot, would be Cannonier against – Hermanson and be the next number one contender fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. But I think I think that Rob might have to fight Cannoneer for that number one spot, and then whoever the winner of that will fight the winner of Izzy and Costa, which is gonna be a banger. I can't wait for that. But the middleweight division, so now is looking really good. That top five looks crazy. So we'll see what happens. Mhm. But um, all right. So we got another fight card this week, man. They keep oh, coming. Right. Every weekend, non-stop in the UFC. Non-stop. No more Fight Island, though. We're back in Vegas for this card. Yeah, we're back in Vegas. You, I think it's UFC Vegas 5. They, they, they have these crazy oh, hats. I don't even think they number these. They just keep calling it UFC Vegas. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. But, um, hey, it's a straight fight card. Um, Holly Holm and uh, Aldana was supposed to be the main event. Yeah, uh, I guess Aldana tested positive for COVID, yeah, so we got Derek Brentis versus Emin Shabazian. And honestly – even though it's a three-round main event, it's still a banger, man. Is I don't think. Is it not Yeah, three-round main event, man. Really? Yeah. I, I read somewhere that it was a three-round main event. They weren't. Yeah, man. Well, I feel like the UFC would have made a bigger deal about it for the three-round. I've seen, um, what is it? Where is it? 
Yeah, I read on Twitter that they said that it was a three-round. Maybe they changed it. I don't know. But last time I read that it was a three-rounder. I don't remember the last time there was a three-round main event. So. Dude, it was Zabit and Calvin Cater. Was that the main event? I feel like that was a co-main. No, that was the – remember the main – I forgot who the main event was supposed to be, but it got scrapped. Something happened, and they bumped that up to the main event, and it was only a three-round main event. And then you had um, – what was the other one? Oh, Anderson Silva versus Izzy. That was a three-round main event as well. <laughs> yeah, that all kind of made sense. I mean, I was like, I don't even know like, how. That's because Rob pulled out. That's because Rob pulled out. Yeah, exactly. So, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's just funny that we don't see these three-round main events often, so it's funny when you hear it's a three-rounder. Exactly. But no, man, uh, this main card is it's it's pretty nice, man. It's, it's not bad. Exactly. I um, mean, all them tribe on girls are definitely a little – Nice up and comers in the 185 division. I mean, Trevor Giles is slowly creeping up. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. And Kevin Holland, I remember when Dana Dana White didn't even like this guy. He he just I remember he was writing him off in the contender series. He was show button, and then they put they, they put him in there against um Tiago Santos, and then he fell in love with him, man. He's like, oh, this man's game. <laughs> um, but he won three in a row after that, and then he he lost one. But then he's coming off that W against Anthony Hernandez. Yeah. It was what 39 seconds in Jacksonville. That was a Crazy finish. Like, but Trevor, I think, isn't Trevon Trevon Giles' last fight was against James, James Krause, right? That was his last fight? Yeah. That, like, last-minute replacement? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is a, t- this is a tough fight um, for both guys. Um, man, I think – I don't know. I just think Kevin Holland's too much of a crazy person, man. I think he's going to come out there and just put him away. But who knows? Trevon Giles is a he's, a, he's a, he's a tough guy. He's a big middleweight, too. Yeah, definitely. If Trevin Giles isn't ready, then Kevin Holland would definitely go in there, make quick work of him, and he's not ready from mm-hmm. the get-go. So, oh yeah, man. And, and I then, think personally, I think the next fight of Lando Venata and Bobby Green has yes. fight of the night, fight of the year, possible candidate written all over it. I mean, oh, one hundred percent. They uh, they fought. What, what fight card did they fight? I gotta look at that up right now. But they fought already, and they was a banger. They won. I'm pretty sure they won fight of the night. <laughs> Um, I mean, anytime Lando Venata, like there's 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 a chance it's going to be fight of the night, fight of the year contender. I mean. Oh, one hundred percent. So yeah, they fought on two sixteen. That was a Tony Far- Tony Ferguson Kevin Lee card. Yeah. Um, uh, Lando Venata threw a, a illegal knee, so he was a deducted a point. Uh, but they yeah they won fight of the night. They they're gonna bring it. You already know they're gonna bring it. Bobby Green looked really good in his last fight. He looked really good on the feet. Bobby, Bobby Green is just a game fighter. He's going in there to just fuck you up, basically. <laughs> Bobby, that's Bobby Green's. That's Bobby Green's game. <laughs> oh, 100%. But yeah, he definitely looked really good against Clay. He, uh-huh. his strike, he was, was on par. Um, uh, he and he announced that he signed a new deal along with this fight. So I'm glad to see that he's back. He's a good character for the UFC. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, but. Lando, you know Lando's gonna put on a show. That man is a wild man. He throws whatever he wants to throw, man. He's just um, a fun player to watch. I mean, for sure. I think won me over after that Tony fight. So, I mean, oh yeah, for sure. Complete savagery. Complete savagery. Oh, hundred percent. No, I think, um, oh, dude, I think it'll be fun tonight again. I think Bobby's gonna do it this time, though. I really do. But I really, who knows, bro? This is like I don't see it going to a decision. So. Yeah, it dude. Like, I, I see it going to a decision. 
Hell yeah. Like, like, like we've seen the fight already. We already know it's going to be violence. I, don't, I even hate picking fights like this. I kind of just wanted to enjoy this one as a fan, really. Yeah. Um, but nah, I, if I had to pick, I think I'm going to go Bobby. I think Bobby's going to do enough to get this one done. But like I said, who knows? They're a banger. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you and go with Bobby by decision. But I could definitely see Lando landing something completely weird and just getting a straight KO. So we'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then... We got welterweight. We got Vicente Luque versus Randy Brown. And I'm so sick of Vicente Luque not getting the respect this man deserves. <laughs> what does he have to do to fight a top 10 guy, bro? For the love of God. <laughs> I, I, I question that every time I see him on the cards. I mean, this dude is... This dude, dude, it's, no, it's no disrespect to Randy Brown, bro. Randy Brown's a tough Randy guy. Brown, Randy Brown just came out with Mickey Hall. Submission, I think? Not TKO, one of those two. Yeah, I believe so. But, like, he's a good guy. I like him. He's definitely a, a good fighter. But, man, no, he's coming off of – um, two, he's, he's won two in a row. He's beat Brian, Brian Barberena, and he's coming off a submission win against Warley Alves. And that was in 2019. This will be his first fight of 2020. Really? But, um, nah, Vicente, man, this man has been – the nicest, he's one of the nicest guys to grace the octagon, man. Oh, 100%. This dude doesn't have do you one, one, two, three, he's four. all respect. He's, he's a true martial artist when it comes to full respect. Oh, for sure. Before he lost to Steven Thompson, the Lorraine guy that he got, he won six in a row, and he's coming off that Nico Price crazy fight at 249 in Jacksonville, Dr. Stoppage. I don't know. I think I, like, I, I respect Randy Brown. I, I mean, I, I guess he deserves this fight, two, two wins in a row, but how can you go against Vicente, bro? This man's the whole package. He's got the striking. He's got the ground game. He's game. He's not afraid to stand in the pocket and swing. Oh, exactly. 100%. Um, and I don't think Randy Brown really has the qualifications to stand with Luke. But even – even because he's a wrestler. I mean, but even if Randy Brown tries to take Luke to the ground, he's going to be in trouble there too. So, I think kind of Luke has Randy Brown's number in this fight. But we can only wait and see. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I, I agree. I think – I think uh, Vicente is going to finish it round one or round two. That's my prediction. Um, but like I said, Randy Brown's game. Like this is like this isn't no scrub. Randy Brown is a real deal guy. So I won't be surprised if Randy Brown gets it done for sure. But um, I, I love me some Vicente, man. I love that man. He's he's one of my. I want to say he's my favorite fighter, but he's definitely up there. When I see his name, I'm gonna watch his fight. Yeah, you're definitely always ready to see Vicente look at fight. I mean. For sure, bro. For sure. But then we got, got the Jojo. Jojo. Yes. Who said, fuck the title. I'm gonna, I just want to fight. I don't want to wait yeah. for Kenko. I mean, which yeah, I think is sure. very smart because I, I don't really give her a chance against Shevchenko. I mean, I thought, I think Valentina would just run straight through Look, Jojo. Man, there's, there's, I love Jojo to bits, but she had no chance. <laughs> Yes, man. There's Valentina, and then there's all the other flyweights. And there's no disrespect to them. It's just Valentina is a different human being. Uh-huh. But like jo- like you said, JoJo was supposed to fight for the title at 251 before this whole pandemic started. Um, she said, screw waiting around. I need to get paid, which can't blame her. She's going to fight Jennifer Maya, a dangerous Jennifer Maya at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, man. This, this is a dangerous fight to take on short notice, in my mm-hmm. opinion. What do you think? I mean, but at least JoJo's game would be like throw away a title shot instead of just waiting for. I mean. Oh yeah, for sure. All the respect in the world to JoJo, one thousand percent. Like yeah. she's fighting someone who's coming off a loss, man. Like exactly. 
she was already guaranteed the title shot. You I was kind of, I was kind of nervous when they announced that it was going to be Jenny Maya. I mean, because she's a dangerous girl. As soon as I saw it, I was like, ah, I love you, Jojo, but I would have went a little bit smarter in the opponent I would have picked for this one, especially after guaranteeing the title shot that he already had, throwing that away and then putting that in the balance. So, for sure. But I mean, in reality, I mean, Jojo's literally coming off of one win. That's Andrea Lee, and it was yes. a split decision. So I mean, another win would make it more. I guess worthwhile to for the title shot. Yeah. Um, I think this is gonna be a a, a good fight. I think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be no finishes whatsoever. I think this is gonna go oh, to the ball. Um, I'm. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, especially this breaks my heart. I think I'm gonna go Jennifer Maya on this one, man. I love it's JoJo nice. too, man. I think Jenny Maya winning. I I honestly see her winning by submission around late in round two. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. Um. Like I said, I really hope JoJo gets the job done because she'll be the clear-cut contender for flyweight. But like I said, like flyweight is some like there's nobody clear for Valentina. She can take down that the whole division in one night if she wanted to. So 100%. I mean, kind of kind of just a game of like in the two of five divisions. Like, who do you want to just run through in this division? <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely definitely agree, man. But we come to this uh, middleweight main event. Uh, we got Derek Brunson and the up-and-comer Ronda Rousey's client, Edmund <laughs> Shabazian, um, who's a killer, man. This um, is as soon as they announced this, I was definitely super interested in looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, Shabazian is the future. I mean, he's been training with Ronda Rousey since he was 13, I believe. He walked into the gym, and at 15 years of age, he was uh, – Ronda's main, one of her main training partners against Liz Carmouche. So, I mean, mm. 15, that's kind of saying something. Yeah, that is saying something. He's, he's definitely a talent, man. This kid does not play around when that bell rings. Uh-huh. He's going to try to end it in round one, like he's been doing. Yeah. Um, but, but Derek Brunson, no slouch, man. I think they're trying to play gatekeeper. He's, with he's definitely always game. But the thing is, I think the best Brunson is always when he's not talking shit because every time that he goes into a fight thinking that he's going to beat the shit out of all these – Contenders flying up. I mean, he always ends up getting stars. I mean, look what happened when he faced against Izzy. Yep. Talking all that shit, you're not going to get past me. I'm not a gatekeeper. And then slump. I can very honestly see that happening against, against Edmund. Yeah, man. Um, like, Derek is another type of one of those fighters who loves to blitz. Oh, loves yeah. to blitz and go at them. But uh, this man, uh, this kid, Ed, I don't even say man, he's a kid. Edmund, yep. he's... 23, 22, hard yeah, man. He, he's young, but like he doesn't play around. He like he's technically explosive. That's the word we want to put it. Like he knows when to explode, man. Um, that, that Brad Tavares knockout was nasty, man. <laughs> and if you can get Brad, past Brad Tavares like that, I mean, you definitely deserve a guy like Derek Brunson. Which yeah. he doesn't like to call himself a gatekeeper, but I really do believe that he's a gatekeeper. Not necessarily in the super negative way, but like if you can get past Derek Brunson, you're ready for top top echelon guy as a test, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he, I, like yeah, Brunson's one of those guys who's always going to be in the top. I'm never going to count out Brunson in a fight, but I mean, well, for sure. But the thing is, we're talking like yeah, we're talking about Brunson, but he's he's won two in a row. He, he fought he fought um Ian Heinish the last time we were there at 241. He looked good against Ian Heinish, bro. He didn't look bad. You look great. So, um, I don't know, man. I just think that 
I think Edmund's just a different breed, bro. I think he's like what Izzy was when he first came in in February or whenever he made his debut. And uh, even years younger, almost yeah. a decade younger. Yeah, bro. So um, I'm excited. Honestly, I think I'm gonna go Edmund Shabazi in round one TKO. I think he's just gonna be too powerful, too quick, and too fast. Like not fast, too fast for Derek Brunson to do anything, but just too fast. Like what the fuck just happened? Type. Exactly. You know I'm, I'm also gonna agree with you and go with Edmund, but I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I think it is gonna go on a little bit longer. I see it finishing at the end of round two. Oh yeah. I see the actual actual KO instead of a TKO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely I can see that. Derek, I can easily see Derek trying to go in and blitz, and then Shabazi either catching in with a nice slick elbow or mm. another high kick like he did against Brad Tavares. So. I like that a lot, man. Yeah, man, I can't wait for this card. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be uh, great. It's definitely gonna set up a nice, a nice path for Shabazi in either way. So. Oh yeah, bro. Because he, I love his path, and I thought he was gonna be. He's fighting all the time, bro. Like he's eleven and zero. He made his debut in the Contender Series, and then he beat Darren Stewart's split decision, and then ever since then, TKO Charles Bird. Submit Jack Marshman, but he was whooping Jack Marshman. Like, it wasn't stupid. It looked bad. And then the TKO head kick against Brad Tavares. So this is a big step up in competition. This is his biggest opponent yet to date. And like I said, it sounds like we're talking like we're talking low against um, Brunson, but I just have high praise for Edmund, man. I really do. He really is the future, no matter what we see about him. Yeah, man, I agree. I agree. I really hope that Edmund can get past Brunson in the way that we think or will, because I can't even imagine how good of a fight Edmund against Till would be. I think it would be a good match for him after this fight. I think that that fight would be crazy. If not, I can easily see them giving Edmund against Gastelum as a further little stepping stone instead of feeding him straight to the wall. So. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I agree. I like it. But, um, yeah, so that's that's this fight card. But um, let's get some MMA news, bro, because there's been some stuff that's been announced. Oh, cool. <laughs> it has been officially confirmed. Khabib versus Justin Gaethje in October. Hell yes. <laughs> October 20th, to be exact. No location, but I'm going to have to assume that it's going to be Fight Island. I think it's still going to be too soon for stuff to reopen for fans to be in. So I would imagine that it'll have to be fight out for Khabib. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think there's going to be any fans the rest of 2020. So, yeah, I think it'll be Fight Island. Um, I am surprised Khabib's coming back this year. I thought he'd come back. I thought he would come back December, late, the earliest. I thought it would be. Yeah, earliest for sure. Yeah, I thought he would be back like April 2021 because that's usually when he fights. He usually fights at the end of the year or like mid to like beginning of the year. In the summer, if not. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm surprised he's coming, but man, hey, we got it. We got it. We got, we got the fight confirmed. It's October 24th. It's gonna be a banger. This is, I think, I'm more intrigued by this now that I've seen what Gaethje did to Tony. Oh, 100%. I don't think anybody saw Gaethje doing to Tony what he did to Tony. I was at home watching, I was like, this is gonna be an amazing back and forth battle, but I'm excited. Justin was. I mean, Trevor Whitman is fine, fine of fighting. I mean, he's the best coach in MMA, man. Had everything calculated. Tony was going to do and just went and did what he had to do, which was, I mean, it literally blew my mind. It left me, it left me speechless. What Gage yeah, was able man. to do against Tony. Those late kicks. It broke my heart for Tony, but I mean, I Gage, mean, Gage clearly wanted him more. 
Yeah, bro. I mean, every fan was heartbroken with the no. We're never gonna see. We might, but we're probably never gonna see Habib versus Tony. I don't think. I think. I think that's past now. After Habib, he has two fights left. His dad wanted him to retire at thirty. You know, I think that's clearly what he's gonna do. Bro, it's father's plan. Obviously, twenty nine is Gaethje, and then thirty, as we saw earlier announced, or at least told by Khabib. <laughs> he's like he wants to fight GSP for his final fight, which would be. Oh my God! That yeah. would decide who is the, the, true, the true greatest of all time. Yeah, man. But no. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. And yeah. Um. If you do follow Khabib or you do follow the sport or Russian sport, his side, you know that father's plan has always been thirty and zero, and you're done. It's been it, regardless of Connor before Connor before the bell, all of it, it was always thirty and zero, and you're done. Um. So yeah, it's Gaethje twenty nine. And I really hope it will be GSP. Because when Dana Dana said he was a yeah, I would I definitely consider it. Wants, which I think Khabib Dana. has earned giving him anything that he wants. I mean, yeah, and when Dana says yes, it's going to happen. Like, exactly. And Dana loves Connor, but, like, come on. It's just not the fight to make now, man. It's not, They had it. It was a banger. It was insane. We all knew what was going to happen, happen. We don't need to see it again. I know all the casual fans want it, bro, but not. Nah. It's got to be Justin Connor, I gave Connor a good chance to put it away within the first two rounds to knock Khabib out or else it would go the way it did. And after seeing what Khabib was able to do in the first fight against Connor, I give Connor like 2% chance of – I think yeah. he, he would have to be a, a Jose Aldo kind of night for him to beat Khabib. Yeah, man. It's just like – and it goes to showing like then whenever Connor was afraid to get taken down, he got clipped, bro. Like that's going to happen – Every single time, bro. <laughs> like, he's going to be afraid to get taken down. He's going to leave his chin exposed. He's not going to get knocked out, but he's going to get touched. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. But no, Habib Gaethje, I'm glad it's announced. Like I said, I think it's a little too early. I wouldn't be coming back if my father died like that. But exactly. he's a different animal. So um, all the props to Habib, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what that card looks like. Um, but yeah, man. I just, that's gonna be a banger of a fight. Really. And I just want to get your intake. I was like, with uh, we also have possibly two free agents coming in the next couple couple weeks, if not a couple months, with Lance Palmer in the PFL mm-hmm. demanding his release, and also Chandler being Tyler, or Michael Chandler being in his last fight in the on his belt against Henderson. I mean, those two guys easily walk in and be a top five guys in the UFC. I mean, oh, definitely. Uh, like Lance Palmer. He won $2 million. This man is a dominant wrestler. He knows what he's doing. And shame on the PFL, man, for giving him $1,000 a month. Bro, what is that? They're, they're professionals, bro. They have families. That's nothing. So shame on the PFL for doing that. If They, they could have handled this way differently, differently than they did. Even at the beginning of, of COVID, they announced that they would pay everybody a certain amount of money to survive. But what they didn't tell people is that they cut, like, 90% of their staff. <laughs> yes, bro. And they're giving them $1,000 checks, bro. That's, that's maybe enough for me. But, like, that's not even enough for me, bro. What? It's like enough for rent. Maybe. No, it's not. Yeah. Bro, and imagine you got mortgage. You got kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure. But no. Um, like, and then I guess, I guess there was a falling out, too, with his dad. But that's a different story. His dad's guy is kind of a scum, but yeah, we're yeah. not talking about that. That's a different thing, but um, but no, let's Palmer, Michael Chandler. Yeah, but I, I think the dream would be to one thousand percent try and get Michael Chandler to come to the UFC. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be one or one or uh, one or the other. I think I think what's going to happen. I think Michael Chandler probably will resign with Bellator, but I think Lance Palmer will be in the UFC. Um, Lance Palmer is a problem, bro. He, I mean, he's not the striker. You know, he's the wrestler. He's going to hump. He's going to leg hump you. You know, but. He's gonna, he does what he does. He does his specialty, bro. But no, he, like a super fit version of Ben Askren in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. I can definitely see that. Um, but yeah, I like it. I just, I, I just, it's hard for me to see Chandler leaving Bellator, bro. He's been there for so long, bro. Like that, he's like the face of the damn franchise. He's the face of Bellator. When you say Bellator, one of the first names that comes there is, is Michael Chandler. But yeah. we'll have to see what he wants. I mean, if he really wants to test himself and prove that he is the best in the world in the lightweight division, he would have to come to over to the UFC. It would be a shame if he were to come over at the end. If Khabib's already gone, but then you can imagine the fight in that division for him. He wants to fight Connor, Dustin, Tony, Justin. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of fights for Chandler and the UFC if they really wanted to make it. Oh, I think for both guys, there's some good fights. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to see. I, I would like both of them in the UFC. I mean, who wouldn't want to see, like, the biggest names of other promotions and the, the biggest promotion in the world? Oh, but yeah. we'll have to see. But, bro, did you see this Paige Van Zant news? Which one? Of bro, there's a rumor thinking that she's signing with Bare Knuckle FC. No way. Yeah. Bro. It's a rumor, like, that people are tweeting about it, like. Unless they offered her, like, a god amount of money, I, mean, I really don't know. Bro, like, what? Paige? Why would... I mean, yeah, the shitload of money, but bro, like, she can make billions, not billions, that's that's definitely a overstatement, but she can make money. It just says that she's in talks with them, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I seen that there was a rumor that she might sign with them. Like, I seen right here, per is like, hearing Paige Benzana is close to signing a deal with FC. And it's crazy. But... I don't know, man. If if she signs with them, that would be a really weird. Unless they're like I said, you're paying her a lot. But like, she make more money on an Instagram post, and she'll get more damage fighting bare knuckle than she does in the UFC. So I don't understand. Yeah, and she already comes in with issues. I mean, maybe she might do it because there's no chance of her breaking her arm now. But they better have a chance of breaking yeah. your hands, man. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, that's, that's that's weird. I can't see. I mean, I would have guaranteed. I would have put my house that she would have went to Bellator to be with her husband. I mean, yeah, man. Like what the hell does Scott Coker do? Like, that's the biggest, like, that's not the biggest thing you could do, but that's like, damn, you got, you got two marketable people, two attractive human beings. Like, dude, what do you do? Don't let her go to freaking uh, David Feldman and freaking bare knuckle. Don't let her. They're not going to do anything with her. Oh, that's not going to put on a pretty girl like that. I mean, no, yeah. I don't want it. If it's a one-off fight deal, then maybe I can understand it. But if it's like a multi-fight contract, I would really be confused about that. Bro, hope, I'm hoping it's like maybe like a commentary gig or something, because that would be more along her lines. Because she's she's done it before. She's she's commentated it before. I think for uh, one M Global or uh, M One Global, excuse me. Um, she wants to do that. I mean, she can. She's attractive. She got the face, but. Jesus, I really hope she doesn't. I really hope she doesn't sign a fight contract with that man. That would be. Only if it would be one off, I would kind of understand. But if it's multi fight, like I said, I I don't understand the logic behind that. But I mean, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's a free agent now, so whatever yeah. she thinks will be best for her career. I mean, hell yeah. Well, who are we to judge the uh, Paige Van Zandt, man? For sure. Yeah, go to you. Go make all that money that you couldn't earn. <laughs> 
for sure. But I got to ask, man, you're going to buy Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson? Oh my God. As soon as this fight was announced, I, I was confused, irritated, annoyed. I was like everything. I mean, like, I even got more pissed off earlier in the week when they themselves announced that they they had agreed to not knock each other out. I was like, even at the beginning, I was I was considering watching it just because two old dudes and see who can knock the other one out and just possibly kill the mm-hmm. one they go down. I mean, because they're both fucking savages in boxing. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. After that announcement they made that they made it about agreement that they're not going to go in there and try to kill each other. It's just going to be an exhibition match, basically training rounds. And they want to charge people $50 to watch a fucking sparring rounds. With Jake Paul being the co-main event, a YouTuber against, I don't even know who, I forgot who's fighting. I forgot his name. Luke Robinson, bro. Yeah, Luke Robinson, there you go, former NBA guy. But I mean, $50 for that, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, man, uh, one part of me is like, these are two old guys past their primes who should not be fighting. But the thing is, like, Roy Jones Jr. is an active boxer. Yeah, he fought in 2018. Mike Tyson hasn't fought since 2005. Yes, yeah. we seem to be good in the clips that we've seen him in, but that's just hitting mitts. Like, a lot of people can look outstanding just by hitting mitts. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Um, Like I said, like, a part of me, they're old guys. I don't want to see it. Another part of me is, like, I've never seen these guys really fight before. They're not in my, like, lifetime. Like, we, we didn't really grow up with these guys, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it would be cool to watch them fight, yeah. I wish it was 20 years ago when they were both in their 30s and not in their 50s. Um, but, hey, man, I mean, will I buy it? Probably not. Will I look? probably try to find a stream? Who knows? But <laughs> um, I'm not intrigued by it. I don't like the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson thing. I don't understand what the hell that is. It doesn't make any sense in the form of the zone. I mean, they have, they're making – they're paying these guys astronomical amount of money. Like they made Canelo the most best paid athlete in North America, mm-hmm. but they're slowly just going downhill. And I heard they're almost close to going bankrupt, but I mean, yeah, it's not looking you're good. putting your back on these weird fights of YouTubers versus retired athletes. And you literally have no chance of surviving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The zone looked promising. They looked really good. I definitely subscribed to them for a while, but I think they just—I think they just like bare knuckle fighting too. So. Doubt it. But like when they when Bellator announced that they were coming back and they didn't even have the zone on there and they're just doing Paranormal Network, you you knew their relationship was torn there, and it just doesn't look good for the zone in the future. But we'll see who knows. I just I don't know. I I think that this fight is cool. I don't like that it's an like eight round no winner type fight. I think oh yeah, no cool. judges like. You're, yeah, um, that doesn't make me want to buy it for fifty dollars. That makes me want to buy it for maybe ten, fifteen. Not even. I don't even want to feel like paying now because like their man. I forgot whose manager came out and said, "Oh, we're just gonna try to make this fun for these guys and try to make them even more, try to make them a good amount of money." And after hearing them say they're doing it for the money, I really don't want to buy it. I mean, I will try to maybe try to find another way of looking for the fight, but I really don't want to. I can't really see this doing this for fifty dollars. I mean. Yeah, man. Um, at max, I would say like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't get it. I mean, more power to both of them. Exactly. Good for them. They want to fight. They want to make some money because it's gonna make money regardless. Exactly. But yeah, I don't. I don't get it at all. Um. Yeah. Is, is there anything else? Do we got anything else? Or we hit everything. I think we got covered everything for this week. Oh yeah, man. But like we said, we got 
a Vegas, I don't even know what's called, Vegas Five, but we got Brunson versus Shabazian coming up. We'll definitely be looking forward to that on episode two, reactions of that. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of news to break between now and then. 100%. We'll see if there's any more nonsense going on at the weekend with refs or anything, commentary. We'll just have to wait and see. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. But, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good week. I can't wait. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys for watching again. Thank you guys for the support. And make sure to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, at Coast to Coast MMA Podcast. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Johnny C2C MMA. So thank you guys so much. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at FrankDopeIG and on Twitter at FrankDopeTweet. So I appreciate all the support, guys. It really means a lot. Yeah, thank you guys. And we'll catch you guys next week on the flip side. Peace.